Hey, you, Jerry, I don't know what you ate this morning. But keep on eating it, bro. And share it with the other song leaders. That, that, that's all I can say. Share it with the rest of them. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Regardless of what pain, what ache, what popping you heard in your joints this morning. Let me tell you, it's, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. I, I, I have to laugh at myself every morning I get up. I, I, I roll over, sit on the side of the bed, then I'll stand up and I'll take a few steps and I, I'm looking for a wall to lean on. And it's like used to be once upon a time just bounced up and was gone. But now I'm, I'm trying to make sure the house stay, stay up. I'm holding the walls when I get up. Make sure, but you know, it's good to be up. Yes, it's good to be up and about. Boy, I tell you, but that was some good singing, Jerry. That's some good singing. Good singing. And thank you all for your participation. Amen. You, you know, it crossed my mind when I walked up here. I looked out in the audience. Terrence, man, it's good to see you. Man. Man. I, I, I started to take my camera out and ask the Griffin family to stand up and take a picture. Boy, that, 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 that's a family photo right there. Yes, Boy. Yes, Man, it's good to see you. Yes. Good to see you. I, I'm, I'm always excited to see you. Not, not just because you're an old Navy guy, but, you know, the rest of them want to be like us. But it's just good to see you. Amen. And good to see others who've been battling this week, whether with illnesses or whatever it is you're dealing with. It's good that you weren't discouraged and you didn't allow the devil to convince you that it wasn't worth coming out to worship and to praise God today. This morning's lesson is kind of based on some reflections, some reflections. And this past week, you know, we honored the the veterans and what we call in this country uh, Veterans Day and remembering those that have laid down their lives and have honored our country and honored us by sacrificing, by serving in different capacities, whether it be Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, whatever branch. And, you know, I I was thinking back, I was a little boy, probably about six or seven years old, and I remember when guys were getting the draft cards yeah. to go to Vietnam. Yeah. And it really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I was a little boy. You know, war wasn't anything of my interest. I wasn't. I, playing was my number one agenda. <laughs> playing, having fun. And every, every summer I figured out a way to break something. I'm talking about an arm or a leg or something. Playing, that was, that was my agenda, not war. Man. And I, I can remember some of my neighbors going to their mailboxes and they would say, I got to go. You know, they, they received a draft card. Yeah. And I remember some in our neighborhood who left and went over and came back mangled. Yeah. Loss of limbs and sight. And, 
it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me being a little boy. And, and parents weren't too quick if, as far as sharing that information. When you were a child, when I was growing up, you, you mind childish things. That's right. You know, those weren't things for children to be involved in. That's right. But then as I got older, I realized, I said, man, these guys went over, you know, some stepping on landmines and, yeah. Yeah. and some, you know, all under attack and... Some stories were even told of some who didn't come back, how they used their own body, you know, to cover grenades so that the others could live yeah. and yeah. all these stories. This isn't Hollywood that I'm talking about. This is real life. And I think about pictures, you know, went and looked at some pictures Many of you are familiar with Walter Reed Hospital. Yeah. And uh, that's where many veterans who have been uh, injured severely in war go for rehabilitation. And I look at those guys, man, who left healthy, strong, mm -hmm. fit, and some come back with one arm, two, two arms missing or one leg missing or two legs, an arm and a leg missing. I mean, come back in pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping to be rehabilitated, to be put back together. Yeah. That's just the physical part. Yeah. But then, you know, you got to look at the psychological and the, yeah. the, the mental part of all of this. And man, there have been some people who have really honored this country. Man. Let me say that again. There have truly been some people yeah. who have honored this country. I believe the saying says some, some gave some and some gave all. Man. They laid down their life. For the service of this country, for our liberties and for our freedom. Man. And I was saying to myself when thinking about <clears throat> thinking about this lesson, I said, man, we are blessed. Man. We are blessed. Many of you, you know, maybe you haven't served in the military and all I'm saying is you should be grateful Amen. that there have been men and women who were courageous enough and unselfish enough to put on that uniform and go fight so that you didn't have to. Amen. Thinking back to those draft cards, you know, when I remember thinking back now, you know, when I got older, some of these guys had just gotten married. Yeah. They had just started working at the steel plant. Back in Birmingham, that was the thing. You know, if you didn't want to go to college, it wasn't no big deal. The steel mill was pumping. That's where the money was. You finished high school. All you needed was one 
person from the steel mill to say, that's a good guy right there. Yeah. You were hired. Yeah. And the next thing, within a couple of months, you bought a brand new house. Yeah. And next thing you know, you married, you had families and all of this. And then can you imagine going to your mailbox and they're saying, we're shipping you out. People have sacrificed a lot in the name of the service of this country. So I just wanted to share that. And the next time you see a person in uniform, just think about it. Just think about it. Somebody gave up a lot. Somebody gave up a lot. But nobody, no one has ever given up as much as what God gave up for us. John 3.16, for God, what? Soul. 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 So I I just like to stop at that word, soul. Uh He, soul. Some of you, some of you, you remember when you were dating, you said, I'm so in love with you. Yeah. Oh, I like you so much. You, you had to add something to let, let her know you had something more to offer than what the other average guy did. That's right. That's right. So you said, I'm so into you. Yeah. But the Bible said God so loved the world. And and this is the mind-blowing part about it. I picture God as I do when I read back in the Bible in Genesis when he looked upon the earth and saw that every imagination of man was wicked. It was evil. Yeah. And the Bible says it repented God that he ever made man. Yeah. How can something of my own creation designed to do good become so corrupt? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So back then, God took it upon himself to just wipe everybody out except for eight souls. Yeah. Yeah. But then man finds himself back on the same path. The same pathway of unrighteousness, rebellious, stiff-necked, perverted, just sinful, and so many of his ways. But the Bible said, for God's soul loved the world. So even in our Wretched condition. Mm -hmm. God saw beyond what I was showing. And he thought enough to make a sacrifice. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but should have <clears throat> everlasting life. Yeah. Oh, what a sacrifice. What a sacrifice. God said, I know the way they're living. They all should just burn in hell. But because of my love, because of my love, I want to offer them another chance. I want to offer them a way out. And God did that by sacrificing his only begotten son. And he sent his son into the world. That same chapter of the Bible says, the light came into the world. It entered into the world, but the world rejected the light. Yeah. Why? Because the world loves darkness. But nevertheless, God allowed his son to dwell and to walk and to teach and to serve among the wicked and the ungrateful people. Mm-hmm. That we were. Yeah. And then. Let's go to the Bible. John 15. <clears throat> I'm going to start back up to verse number one. This gift that God sacrificed and sent into the world. Here in John 15 declares himself the true vine. Yeah, yeah. Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. Yeah. That it may bring forth more fruit. God can use you, folks. He can use you. Now, ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. This gift that God sent into the world declares himself the true vine. And he said, the only way you're going to make it in this life, you have to abide in me. Folks, I want you to make sure you hear me clear today. There is no life outside of Christ. Amen. Now, you may still have a pulse. You may still be walking around. You may still have a job and all of that. But you're dead. You're the walking dead outside of Christ. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. How often, how often have you tried doing it? 
How often have you tried bearing fruit? How often have you tried becoming prosperous outside of Christ? And it just doesn't work. Jesus said, you can't do it. That's right. And and regardless of what you may think you accomplish, it's still nothing in his sight. Verse number five, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Ye can do nothing. How often have we tried to prove Jesus a lie in this statement? How many times have we walked away from the church? Have we turned away from the church? To turn away from the church, you're turning away from Jesus. You say, well, I still believe in Jesus. Well, you can't separate the two. You walk away from the church. You're telling Jesus, I don't need you. I can make it on my own. The other day, what was that, Friday and part of yesterday, watching my little grandson, he's learning to walk, learning to walk. And I was trying to sneak some video of him. He see you recording, he won't do it. And he'll take a few steps, then he'll just drop. He'll take a few steps, then grab hold of something. And, you know, it, it, it's a learning process. Yes, sir. It's a learning. It's a learning. And you know what? You can't rush it. You got to wait until he get the nerves up to say, all right, I'm going to let I'm going to let everything go. I'm going to do this. Yeah. But even sometime not being able to walk, you try to hold him and he'll pull away from you. Yeah. It's like you clown. <laughs> you can't walk. Why are you trying to snatch from me? And that's how we are with the Lord sometime. He has told us, without me, you can do nothing. And what do we do? We snatch away. We turn away. We, we, We jump on some other philosophy or some other quick, rich scheme about doing something. And then, you know what? We think we can make it. But let me tell you something. Jesus didn't lie when he said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. And Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. See, when, when, when some of us die and stand in judgment, we're going to want to try to talk about all the things we did that made sense and that was important to us. Uh, uh. Lord, don't care about that. That's right. I, I, I listen to the radio station sometimes. I've said this before in other sermons. 
you know, they read obituaries and they talk about all the things a person that died enjoyed doing and what they've accomplished. And you know what? Don't amount to a hill of beans. The only thing that's going to matter in the judgment, did you fear God and did you keep his commandments? That's all that's going to matter. Not going to care about what you enjoy doing. Enjoy fishing, enjoy doing this and doing it. Who cares? But in our mind, we get caught up in this world. And we want to establish our own righteousness. And we feel what we are doing, we can establish our own self-righteousness. So what I feel, what I think is okay. You, 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 you're putting God down on the level with a man, which you can't do that. You can't do that. But listen to what else Jesus said. Verse 7. Uh, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are what? They are what? They are burned. So what are you saying, Jesus? I told you, outside of Jesus, apart from the true vine, there's no life. There's no good in you. There's nothing of interest of God in you outside of the true vine. And you may say, that's a harsh saying. That's a true saying. Because anything of good that you see abiding outside of the true vine, that's according to your self-righteousness. Not God. Jesus said, you've got to abide in me. Remember when Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give you rest. Yeah. Take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn. 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 Yeah. When you abide in Christ, you learn. Yeah. You don't teach Jesus anything. Some of us, when we establish that self-righteous spirit within ourselves, we feel, I don't need Jesus to teach me anything about this. Uh Well, that that consummates the fact how lost you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Verse number seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Folks, what better deal can you, can you find than that? Is he able to do it? Has he ever lied? But the problem is we don't believe him. We don't believe him. That's why we seek out and try to do things 
ourselves because our faith is not what it should be. Amen. Verse number eight. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Yeah. Well, that tells me a true disciple of Christ bears fruit. Amen. A true disciple of Christ is working. Working in the vineyard, in the kingdom. Man. I ain't talking about out in the world. Right. Yeah. A true disciple of Christ uh-huh. is producing some results. Yeah. And as he or she serves in the kingdom, they glorify the Father in the work that they do. Uh-huh. Verse 9, as the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, notice that word says if. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. In other words, Jesus said, look, here is the example to prove to you This stuff is real. I have served and abided in the love of my father. I have kept his word. And this is what he has done for me. I'm saying unto you, you do the same thing. He'll bless you just the same. Amen. Amen. You need proof. Look at me. That's what Jesus said. Look at me. I'm the living proof. It goes on to say, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you. Hold up. That my joy, that my joy. Christians should be joyful. If no other time, you ought to be on Sunday. At least least fake it. That my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. That your joy might be full. Yeah. In other words, that desire that, 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 that carnality of the mind and to having desire to love the world. Man. For all that is in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. See, over a period of time, that should go away yes, sir. in the heart of a Christian. Amen. I shouldn't be struggling the same today as I was a year ago Amen. with the same thing. Amen. Verse number 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Boy, if we could just perfect that. If we could just perfect that. You know what a difference it would make in the church. I ain't talking about the world. 
Before we can offer the world anything, we got to get it right among ourselves. This is my commandment that you love one another. How? As I have loved. Well, how did he love us? He laid down his life. Now, knowing that, knowing that, which one of us got a stool to sit on? To condemn anybody. From, from a personal perspective. Now I can take the word of God and say. The word of God says this and this is wrong. But who among us. Who among us would like to throw the first stone. I invite you this morning. I invite you this morning to throw the first stone up here. Listen to what he goes on to say. Greater love had no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Did Jesus prove it? Yes, he did. He said, you are my friends if... You do whatsoever I command you. Amen. Greater love had no man than this. Than for a man. To lay down his life. For his friends. Oh God. So. Love the world. He so loved the world. That he took the most precious thing he had. His only begotten son. And sent him down to dwell among ruthless, sinful, unappreciative, stiff-necked, boisterous, sinful folks like us. And, 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 And to... Prove that love of God. The son did something. He laid down his life. Even when we weren't deserving. You know, I think about reflecting back to what we were talking about in the opening of the lesson, how men have served and given their lives and they went to battle and different things. But let me tell you, God went to battle for us. And he sent the greatest artillery that's ever been known to man. He sent his only begotten son. And in that battle, you know what God said? Just believe in my son. Believe in my son and do what he say and it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And folks, you know what? We're still in battle today. Oh, we might get bumped. We might get bruised. We might get knocked down here and there. But you know what? We get back up. We get back up. 
But regardless of the circumstances, you know what? I'm here to tell you, unlike other wars that have ever been fought, to our knowledge, this war, we know we win. We know we win. How do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. The Bible says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, when Jesus, when they crucified him, they buried him in a borrowed tomb. But God so fit. God so fit to say, you know what? I can't let him stay there. I can't let him stay there. So on the third day, there was some rumbling. There was some stumbling. And there was, there was some noise going on at the tomb. And the Bible said he got up. He got up when, when the disciples came to look for him. They asked the question, why are you seeking the living among the dead? Did he not tell you this was going to happen? Oh, listen to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 55. He says, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm telling you, we win. We win. We win. So I say unto you today, don't turn your back on Jesus. Amen. Don't turn your back on the church. Amen. I don't care what people and their imperfections and their struggles you may find in the church. You know what? They're, they're, they're struggling. They're crawling up in here because this is the place they need to be crawling up in here too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Where else are you going to send them? Where else is they going to come and find healing? Where else are they going to find the forgiveness? You want to look at somebody and talk about, well, I don't like, I don't like hanging around the church because, you know, some of the folk. Well, how, how many folks don't come because you don't come? Because they said, I would go, but they, you don't go. So that doesn't make you perfect. Don't be looking at what's wrong with me. You got issues yourself. Folks on your job got issues. Man. Quit your job. Huh. <laughs> quit your job. And when you quit it, don't come ask us for nothing. Because remember, we them folks you didn't want to be around. Come on. No, you ain't going to quit your job because you got better sense than that. Amen. Well, y'all have better sense when it comes to the church. Amen. I can't control, and neither can you, what people do in their lives. That's right. That's right. Christianity has never been anything 
dictating to force anybody to do anything. It's a free will choice to live holy and godly or you could go out there and run with the devil. But that's your choosing. But God, you will have to deal with. God, you will. And I'm saying this morning, the word of God assures us we have a victory. Where our victory comes through Jesus Christ. Amen. Stay in the church. Amen. Like Paul told those folks, stay on the ship. Amen. You stay on the ship, you're going to live. Amen. You get off, you're going to die. Yes, sir. Stay in the church. Your chances of survival are so much better. Man. You got some people to encourage you. You yeah. got some people to relate with you. Yeah. Wait, wait, when you stumble, you got some people to help you up. Man. When you when you when you when you need of somebody, you got somebody to talk to, you got somebody to listen. Right. Stay in the church. Man. Because you can't separate the church from Christ. Amen. Ain't nothing in this world, folks. I don't care how much glamour. I don't care how much glitter. And I don't care how many lights flash out there. Ain't nothing out there. Ain't nothing. Can I say that again? A-I-N apostrophe T. Ain't nothing out there. Don't, 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 don't ruin your life chasing after sex. Chasing after this, chasing after that until you run yourself down old and raggedly and decrepit. Then you want to crawl up in here and talk about, I want to serve the Lord. Boy, if I, if, if, if I was 15, 20 years younger. Well, you, you're there now. Amen. That's right. Amen. Serve him now. Amen. Yeah. Need somebody come around telling Oh, war stories. Boy, if, if, if this, if I would have, if I could have, if I should. You didn't. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like an old man. Now I ain't going to say that. <laughs> Looking at some of these little nasty, fast-tailed women running around. And he's sitting there talking about, boy, boy. Boy, I'll do something. You ain't do nothing but get a heart attack. Yeah. That's right. That's right. She'll kill you. That's right. <laughs> Serve him. Amen. He loved you enough. If God loved you enough to send his only begotten son. And the only begotten son laid down his life for you. And he considered you a friend. Amen. The way I was taught in growing up, friends got each other backs. Amen. Man, I, 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 I got into some fights growing up. And let me tell you something. I, Jeff, I would have never gotten into some of those fights if I didn't know and believe these guys had my back. That's right. That's right. Because I'm, I'm talking about we fought. We bled. Yeah. 
Yeah. We fought. But I knew who had my back. I wasn't thinking about God. Man, I wasn't in there. Man, no. Wasn't, they ain't talking about the church. My faith and trust was in my boys. But I knew if I went down, they were going down with me. Yeah. If I got cut, somebody else was going to get cut worse. Mm-hmm. If I got shot, somebody else was going to get shot too. Mm-hmm. But man, if I could have that much faith and trust in some unbelievers in the world. Come on. And I'm telling you. How much more should I have in God? Amen. Yes, sir. Should try. Yeah, 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 yeah. He considered you a friend. He laid down his life. Why don't you surrender your will to him today? You're here today and you have not been baptized for the remission of your sins and you haven't made that confession, you haven't repented, you know, today would be the day to do it. Amen. Ephesians 4 and 4 said there's only one body. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one hope, folks. Only one hope. Yeah. And you got to come through Jesus to get it. And for us who are members of the church. You don't have to wait until the end of the year. That's right. That's right. You know, folks are already talking about, well, I'm going to wait till the end of the year and, 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 and just start the year off fresh. Ain't nobody promise you. That's right. <laughs> Ain't nobody promise you the end of the year. Today might be the end of your year. And the last time I read, the Bible said, be ye ready. You can't go to heaven getting ready. Well, Lord, I was getting ready. I was going to do it at the end of the year. No, 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 no. Be ye ready. Some of you have been getting ready for too long. And it's time for you to make up your mind. Yeah. Whose side are you on? Yeah. Yeah. Get it right today. Get it right. You said, Brother Mabel, I'm, I'm, I'm just caught up in this thing, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You ain't going to tell me. Any sin that you caught up in out there is more powerful than what Jesus has to offer. I refuse to believe it. I don't care how hard and how good she may put it on you or he may put it on you. Don't look at me crazy. Because if anything that keep men out of the church and keep women out, it's that sex. It's that sex. But you ain't going to tell me he, 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 he whipping it on you or she putting it on you that good that you would deny Jesus. Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. Man, that kind of stuff need to be on CNN. <laughs> no. 
You've just given yourself over to carnality. Yeah, that's it. And that's what you want to keep enjoying. Because if, if, if Jesus can conquer the grave, if he could take the sting out of death, I'm sure he could put that little woman away. He could put that man away out of your life. Don't tell me what you can't do. Philippians 4.13 said, I can do what? All things. And that includes stop fornicating. Through Christ that strengthens me. Come on, make up your mind today. Rededicate your life. Just repent. We ain't asking you what you did. God already knows. I'm just pleading with you so that it could be erased from the charges that are being held against you. Because if you're dying, you're sin. Jesus said, where I am, you cannot come. Where is Jesus right now? Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Jesus said, where I am, you can't come. In other words, you ain't coming to heaven. So there's only one other alternative. I'm not going to send you to hell. You're going to send yourself to hell. Because I told you. What's our song, Jerry? 633. 633 is our invitational song. I hope and pray somebody this morning make up their mind and just say, you know what? I'm ready to straighten up and fly right. I'm ready to just do what's right. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of the devil using me. Because that's who it is, is using you. Well, if you're sick and tired, of being sick and tired, do something about it. Man. Don't be like that dog sitting on that nail, just ooh, ooh, ooh. all you got to do is get up off of it. Amen. And all you got to do today is walk away from sin. Brother, man, it ain't that easy. You don't know how easy it is until you do it. That's right. Let me say this. I don't care if you're shacking with somebody. And you got bills with them and all this. I tell you what, if you're willing to walk away from them today, we're willing to put you up somewhere to help you get back on your feet. Right. Amen. Right now. Now, what else you want? Amen. What else you want? Huh? Because see, folks always holler. Well, you know, when folks been living with somebody so long, they, they caught up in that. Man, man, there ain't no excuse for sin, folks. No, sir. No, sir. Walk away from it today. Man. And we'll put you up somewhere. We'll help you get back on your feet because we care about your soul. Man. I, don't, I don't know what else to offer you. But that, that's, that's what's on the table today. Amen. Trials. Trials and see. Amen. What's the song again? 633. 633 is our invitation song. Let us together stand and let us sing. Yeah, let us all.